So again, the idea is it, it's up to the artist. Uh, you know, it depends how much money you want and, and, that, and, and what kind of risk profile you're looking for. Because mm-hmm. as I said, you may want to just give up a small amount and roll the dice that, you know, I'm, that I'm going to be super successful over the next two years. Or you may want to like hedge, hedge your bets and say, okay, I would like to get $30,000 now in the bank certain uh, so that I can, you know, definitely make those videos I want to make. And, you know, I'm happy to give up a larger, a larger percentage for that. Again, fully up to the artist. This episode is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. Check out districtkid.com. Welcome to the New Music Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ari Herstand, author of How to Make It in the New Music Business. Today, my guest is John Funge. He is the CEO and co-founder of The Music Fund. They are a startup company that issues advances to artists for their streaming revenue. Uh, This is a very innovative company. Now, they're not a record label, even though, you know, labels typically are the ones issuing advances to artists. They are innovating and disrupting in the music industry. As I dug deeper and interviewed artists that were using them, it seemed like a very cool company. So uh, we have partnered. They're a partner of Ari's Take. And this interview with John, he actually discusses the business model of how this works, how the advances work, and how they can actually pay out all of this money to small independent artists. As always, please like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, however you're listening to this. Leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. Like If this is like the second, third, or fourth interview, just pause this right now. Head over to Apple Podcasts and just leave a review real quick and then come on back. It super, super helps. Thank you. Find me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Ari Herstand. Or you can find the company, Ari's Take, at Ari's Take on Instagram and Twitter as well. And remember to visit Ari'sTake.com and subscribe to the email list. If you're not on the email list, you're missing a lot of great information. I send out info on the industry. I talked about how, if you live in the States, how you can secure some of that uh, sweet, sweet CARES Act benefits, funding, PUA, UI, PPP, loan, forgiveness, insurance, blah, 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 all of that, how you get free money um, during this crazy, crazy time. I'm keeping up with that, so check out it out sign up for the email list you'll be notified every new podcast we release all right let's kick in the show john welcome to the show um where Hi. are you coming to me from yeah where, where are you based uh san francisco bay area so right now i'm in okay. los altos cool and how has the your the the quarantine been treating you i know you know uh, California has been uh, kind of doing the in and out dance, as I guess everyone has been doing. We open up, we shut down, we open up. Where are you at right now? Is everything like shut back down? Uh, it's been a mixture. So I think uh, restaurants are still open for like sitting outside and stuff. Um, okay. But it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not been too bad. Uh, we were already working from home for a couple of days a week uh, at the Music Fund. Yeah. So we've just sort of extended that to full-time working from home so uh, it's obviously can be a bit of a 
you know, things can go a bit slower, but you know, it's, it's yeah. been fine. All right, cool. So, well, this is actually, you know, I, I'm very excited to dig in with you and talk to you and, and uh, kind of uh, get the story behind the music fund and to help um, kind of people in the industry understand what you do, because I think it's such a interesting new model. And as Longtime listeners, readers of Ari's Take, they know that I am no fan of the major label system out there. And anytime I see any company out there that is enabling artists and managers and uh, independents in the industry to... uh, you know, buck the major label system, or at least um, find a way to do it on their own. And, um, you know, I I try to highlight those programs. Uh, You know, labels can be can be right for some people in the right time in their career. But what we're seeing in the new music industry is that, uh, you know, it's not necessary to run a successful music career with a label. However, the biggest blockade for most artists is funding. And the right. one of the most attractive things why so many artists decide to sign with a label uh, is because they can offer an upfront advance. And right. you know, that's um that is something that the industry is still struggling to figure out on the independent side is how do you solve that problem? And the problem is Artists, even if they're fairly successful and may make a very good middle or upper middle class living when they're touring, um, they might need a um, a large amount of capital to do various projects, music videos, uh, marketing, what have you, and labels right. traditionally – other than like a bank loan, have been really one of the few ways that artists can do that. So um, explain to me the Music Fund's model, uh, and then we'll go backwards right. to kind of how you got started with it. But just so so listeners who have no idea what you are and what this is, um, they're now very intrigued. Explain to me how the Music Fund works. Right. So as, as you said, one of the key things that we want to enable is that artists can stay independent as, as long as possible. Um, you know, perhaps for their for their whole career. So yeah, absolutely, that's the that's the goal. And so, as you suggested, we what we do is we offer financing to artists. But the way we do that has some has some unique features that uh, we're trying to be as artist friendly as possible. So one of the key things is that when an artist takes money from us, what we do is we buy a percentage of their royalty stream their, of their back catalog for a fixed period of time. So what that means is the artist doesn't take on any, de- any debt. It's not a loan. And at the end of the period of time, so for example, if we give you $10,000, say, for two years for 10% of five songs, something like mm-hmm. that, say, at the end of that two years, you owe us nothing, even if we haven't fully recouped. Um, so, for example, if we only got back 9000 we just take the hit. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, may, we hope that we'll do better than that and we hope we'll make 11,000 or something like that and that's that's the business model but if we haven't uh we just take that hit and the artist owes us nothing so so just to uh clarify um you give uh you write a check to an artist an upfront amount so you're saying like ten thousand dollars um right and you're saying that you're going to then make 10 percent of the royal the streaming revenue now this is not ownership right you're not you're not buying a part of the copyright 
That's right. Yeah. So the artist, we don't buy any of the copyright. The artist maintains complete control. So, so what it says in the legal contract is that we're buying an interest in a royalty stream. So we're buying huh. like a percentage of, of that, of the royalty stream for a certain number of tracks that again, the artist, so the artist has complete control over what they sell us. So we're, we're trying to turn things around. Yeah. Uh, so currently in the, in the music industry, it's very much like, you know, the, the a record label, for example, will suggest an amount to you, but we're, we're sort of trying to turn it around. So the artist says, this is what I'd like to sell. How mm. much will you, how much will you give it, give me for it? Like, so it's up to the artist to control the percentage, the mm. amount of time, which tracks, and we'll, we'll just uh, make them an offer for what it is they want to sell us. And how do you come up with the offer of uh, how much money that you're going to give to them? Right. So that's the other cool thing uh, about what we're doing is that everything is automated. Uh, so everything is based on data and algorithms. So there's no people uh, behind. There's no people. You won't speak to anyone. So the whole thing is automated. Huh. You just come to our website. You upload data. So the kind of data would be your royalty statements, uh, your Spotify for artists account, your Apple mm. Music for artists account. And then we use that data or rather our algorithms use that data Mm -hmm. uh to determine and again this is only for your back catalog so we'll we'll our algorithms will predict based on history and the other data that we have and what we've seen from other artists you know how much do we think you're you're going to make so we might we might say okay looking at this data it looks like you're going to make you know we think you're going to make eleven thousand dollars for example over the next two years so that's why and we'll we'll give you ten thousand of that right now obviously it's up to the artist the artist wants to wait two years, they'll end up with 11,000. But the advantage of getting 10,000 now is that I can take that money and invest it in my career. I can make new tracks and then hopefully I'll make, you know, overall I'll make more money uh, because I'll make new music and that new music, who knows, will generate like 20,000 or 50,000. Sure. And so the, the amount that you end up as a total percentage giving us is, is less. And, and again, that's not going to be for everyone. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're not an active artist, uh, you may just prefer to wait and that's fine. But if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you want to invest in your career, you want to stay independent, then you know, having that money now so that you can invest it and make a music video or you know, whatever it is you want to do, do some marketing, then that, then that can be attractive. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. Um... So, um, I, so, so that's, so there's no ownership. Um, and right. it's, it's based on the data that your algorithms kind of come up with and your system comes up with based on what you right. think, um, they will, um, they are going to make in a couple years. So I understand that. Right. Um, now I, what I, I guess you know, my question would be like, does this model actually work? Because like what we've seen in streaming, I mean, granted, like when did the music fund get started? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. I, I just wanted to add one more point about the, sure. the features, just to emphasize the fact that we, we're not taking anything from your future work. It's, it's only back catalog. So I think that's, that's an important point to emphasize. So if I so if we we strike a deal today on one of let's say I want to choose uh, my my last album that came out in you know four right. years ago and it's been doing pretty well uh, but I'm going to release a song next week this is not on all future releases this literally we just like choose the the songs you want exactly yes yeah, so there's nothing it. no no we don't 
which so unlike a, a sort of typical music label deal, uh, we don't have any any interest in your future work. So your future work is completely unencumbered by anything that you sign with us. We're only we're only doing back catalogue. Uh, so I just want to emphasize that. And then, yeah, so your question about where did this come from? There's a there's an interesting story about where this came from, because um, so my co-founder and I uh, were actually working at another company called Winton. And so what Winton is a is a was a traditional kind of investment firm that actually used data and algorithms to buy things like stocks and commodities and, and bonds. So hmm. and. And the interesting thing is their business model is to make a large number of small bets. And again, they were able to do that because they use data and algorithms. So, so for example, you've probably heard of Warren Buffett. He's the opposite of that. He's making a small number of large bets using his you know, expertise. And so you can make the analogy that that's what the music labels are doing. There's somebody sitting there and they're trying to say like, you know, do I do I go big on this artist? Am I going to bet big on this artist? And they probably have a lot, of, just like Warren Buffett, they probably have a lot of skill of doing that, but it's a very labor intensive task. And so that means they want to like concentrate on the high end artists and, you know, the, because there's a lot of time and effort. in. Well, in, and their success that. rate is not is not very good. I mean, it's it's been estimated that over 99 percent of artists that sign to major labels fail, meaning they don't actually recoup the uh, cost of their advance to um, right. where they would get an offer for a second option for for the first option for the second album, basically, and then they get dropped before the second album or or sometimes second right. single. Um, and so, yeah. you know, the the uh, just based on the numbers of the major label system, uh, you know, their 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 bottom line works out because when they do have a quote unquote success story, it it uh, pays for the 99% of other artists that fail and to them right. it's it's a it's a successful model because right. they're you know for every uh you know artist that we've never heard about that got signed for $250,000 uh is and then gets dropped because they didn't make any money back there's a Billie Eilish and then pays right. for everything else or there's an Adele or there's a Beyonce or whatever you know and so right. it's um that's their model so um, which, yeah, you know, they're, exa- they're not, exactly. so, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I yeah, I, I think, but I think I want to be as charitable as possible that they have, they have some, they have some skill, uh, probably more so than our, more so than our algorithms. I, I think it's sure. fair to say, although hopefully, you know, over time that, you know, our algorithms will get better, but, and also our, our algorithms aren't trying to predict the next big hit, which is obviously what the, as you said, like the, Exactly. The music labels are looking for looking for Billie Eilish. All our algorithms are trying to predict is something more mundane. We're just we're just trying to predict like what do we think this this back catalogue is going to do over over the next two two years, for example. So it's mm-hmm. a we're not trying to find the next big hit, and our and our business model doesn't rely on that. Uh, but just to just to quickly go finish up the the sort of origin story. <laughs> so yeah. So so we uh, we were working in the in the sort of research lab in San Francisco of this company, and we were look our our goal was to try and find uh, new applications for this technology. This this uh, technology that could like make predictions about uh, future income. And so we we ended up talking to some people in the music industry, kind of like by accident, really, but. Uh, it was then that we realized the challenges that artists faced and we thought, oh, hang on a minute, maybe we can adapt this model that we have working, you know, in the stock market and we could apply that to music financing. 
And so we did some back testing to see uh, whether it would make sense from a business. And the key thing to understand there is that it makes sense of a, as, a, as a business if you win on average. So just just like in the stock market, if you make if I make like a thousand trades and I win on you know sixty percent of those, yeah. but I lose on forty percent, then I'm going to make money. So so we realized we could take that same model and apply it to the music industry. And the the great thing about that is that we don't have to make money on every single deal. And so that's that's why we have these features that are super artist friendly where we mm. don't have to fully recoup the amount. So it's a it's a different business model to, to most people in the music industry because we're just trying to make money on average. We're not trying to make money on every single deal. As long Obviously, if our algorithms are terrible and we lose money on every single deal, that would be a disaster. But right. as long as we make money on average, uh, we, there's, a, there's, a, there's a reasonable business. And the cool thing is that we can offer these artist-friendly features as a consequence of that business model. So and how long uh, have you been... Has the music fund been operating? Yeah, so we 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 actually span out uh, of Wintern as a separate company at the end of 2018, and okay. uh, we got into Textiles Music uh, shortly after that. And so in 2019, uh, we were in we were down in LA doing the Textiles Music Accelerator, which was a fantastic experience because that really like um, got us in connection with like many people in the music industry because obviously. Given our back, well, my co-founder has has some, has a is a musician, but uh, oh, okay. we didn't have cool. a we didn't have a lot of connections in the in the music industry. Um, sure. But Techstars Music really put us in touch with uh, cool. many people in the music industry, and and we and the, and to be honest, when we first started this, we weren't quite sure what kind of reaction we would get from people in the music industry. But I think artists more than anyone realize how difficult it is to to raise money and get money to invest in your career. And yep. so they've just embraced this this model very enthusiastically. So um, yes, but it's mm-hmm. been a great reaction. Yeah, I mean, so what I I like about it um, as opposed to kind of how the labels operate, because like you said, you, you're not going to um, make money on every single deal, but that doesn't matter. Um, but what I do like is the difference is is that when you know labels don't expect to make their money back on every deal either. Uh, Like I said before, 99% of the artists, they're not going to actually make any money on. The difference is the labels own all of the masters. They have re-recording clauses in there. They have, you know, and there's a lot of restrictions. Um, You know, uh, a quote uh, from Prince, he's like, you know, he said straight up, uh, major labels are like slavery. I would encourage everyone not to sign. That is a Prince quote. Um, So it's like, and the reason that he says that is because... The you know a major label contract is a hundred pages long, and there's right. so many restrictions in there, and they own everything, and they restrict all your movements right. and everything there. You know, uh, I've seen your contract; it's not that long. It's uh, right. and it's it's very straightforward. Like I lo- I was reading your contract. And I'm like, where are they trying to fuck me? Like, because <laughs> that's what I look at right. when I, whenever I see any contract. I'm like, huh, it doesn't really seem like there is much opportunity uh, for that here. It's like, because you're not owning right. anything. And and I spoke yeah. with a few artists that that uh, you struck deals with who like, yeah, it's very easy. It's pretty straightforward. They just give me money. Uh, we plug them into the back end. They, you, you know, you, they're using DistroKid and they just like set up payment splitting. Uh, right. So it's like you're a collaborator. It's like you're a producer that worked on the track and right. the DistroKid pays you directly. And so it's like, if it doesn't work out, like you said, there's no 
requirement for them to pay you anything or anything like that. It's just like, and so you yeah, can exactly. make money. Yeah. Well, the other yeah, the other cool thing is it's for a limited time. Like when you sign a when you sign a deal with a music label, it, it's typically for you know a long time. I, right. You know, it, we 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 are willing to do longer deals if if an artist wants more money, but you can you can do for as short as two years, and so you can mm-hmm. just try it out. You could you could just sell us like a very small percentage for two years, and if you don't like it, then you know you don't have to do it again. So there's there's no there's and you again you have full control. We also don't care what you do with the money. Obviously, we hope that you're going to take that money to invest in your career, like make a video, do do some merchandising, mm-hmm. but you can spend it on whatever you want. There's there's no restriction if you want to you want to you know spend it on like rent or uh you know getting drunk that's fine it's like there's no restriction so what's the catch (laughs) i mean it's like it's kind of like all right so i'm assuming that not every artist you know that has no history can be like hey can you give me ten thousand dollars today please like so it's it's you're really just looking at artists that because here's 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 my other question it's like um I'm very curious on how your algorithm works because like, you know, as well as I do, as every artist knows, like I get included on a playlist today uh, and I start getting hundreds of thousands of streams a month or millions. It's like, I'm going to make a lot of money from that, but I could get dropped from that playlist in three months and then I'm back down to zero. So like, how do you work out, you know, how do you account for, for those, um, probabilities and and just just those variances and variables in uh streaming yeah so i think that's that's a great question so so the way we do that is again it comes back to this concept of of winning on average so i think i think one of the things that uh sort of our, my, so my background is like machine learning ai data science those those kind of things and i and i think mm-hmm. i think uh we tend to think about the world in a very probabilistic way which i think is is not necessarily how most people think about things so, mm. so you're right that any one track can be really hard to predict. It's, it's like, it's like, so a good example is if I'm tossing a coin, uh, you know, five times, I, I might get five heads in a row. I might get no heads, like all sorts of things could happen. But if I toss mm. a thousand coins for like, you know, then I'm pretty certain that I'm going to get about 500 heads and about 500 tails. So, yeah. so that, that's why it works is by doing it at scale. It's true that any one artist, this artist may do amazingly well, this artist may do really badly, but by looking at the data and lots of data, we can see that on average, this is how artists do. So if, if we can do this at scale, then, then it works out on average. It's like, basically we are trying to predict how many, how many heads will we get if we toss a coin a thousand times, even mm. if like each, you know, each toss of the coin we may be wrong. Like, you know, it, it could sure. go badly. It could go well. And that, and that's just to tie that up. That, that sort of ties into your point about what's the catch. So, so yep. the catch is the, the artist is giving up some upside. So for example, if, if, if we buy 10% of this song and this song does, does amazingly well, they are giving up 10% of that upside. So, you know, Got they it. have to be comfortable with that. I think the way, you know, and again, it's, it's for a limited period of time and it's only on that back catalog, which is why we think it's, it's a reasonable bet because as an artist, what I'm doing is I'm locking in that income. Now I'm getting that money up front rather than rolling the dice. But obviously if you, if you are an artist and you, you know, firmly believe that I'm going to hit it big, then, then Mm -hmm. you might not want to give up that upside and that's fine. But, but it's kind of like a, it's like a, it's kind of like, how do you handle risk? And there's some Mm -hmm. risk that, that that might not happen. And so if, if you sell a percentage of that, so that I lock that in now and I have that $10,000 now that I can definitely spend on a video, 
then you know there, there's an advantage to that. But every artist has to make that make that determination for themselves, of course. Sure. Um, so this is um, so the artist that uh, you've been working with on this. Um, and have you seen kind of uh, like, do you stay in touch with them and how they use the money? I know you, you have no restrictions, but like, have you heard of any stories of artists like, you know, coming to you or, and kind of saying why they're looking for this upfront advance? Yeah, we have, we have, we have a, we, I think we have a couple of testimonials on our, on our website from, from artists. And I, I think uh, one of the most common uses is that artists have used it to make videos. Uh, so we've, okay. it's, it's, it's fun to see some of the videos that, that they've made with the money. Yeah. Uh, back before the pandemic, I think many artists were interested in using the money to like fund tours, uh, for example. Right. And then other artists have, have been using it for, for you know, merchandising and advertising uh, and those, and those kind of things. Uh, just, just quickly, I wanted to also say like, in terms of what are some of the catches, uh, it's not really a catch, but there's sort of a, a qualification criteria. We do, because we're using data and algorithms, we do need a certain amount of history in order to make predictions. So, so we do currently require two years worth of history. So I think that's, that's important mm. for people to understand our, our algorithms are not magic. We can't, we can't just, I mean, if, it would be great if our algorithms could just like listen to your music and say like, okay, we think this one's going to be a, be a right. hit, but that unfortunately that's still science fiction at this point, although right. you know, it, be, it would be, it it's would coming. be good to get there. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I we definitely mean, the would AI like is getting a little, a little crazy right now. Yeah, exactly. They're enabling, they're saying like, oh yeah, they're not going to be songwriters in the future. They're going to write the perfect pop song. I'm like, oh my God. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we're not, uh -uh. we're not there yet. Uh, so right. right now we, we do, we do still need some data. Uh, so okay. we hope to reduce that requirement over time. Uh, but but we do we do need two years worth of data currently. Got it. So what is um so if I was crunching the numbers at home and uh, was thinking about this like should I uh, should I try out the music or should I apply for this right. um, advance uh, from the music fund? Um, what if I'm looking at my back two years of data? Um, what should I be looking at? Um, is it, is it pretty cut and dry that it's like, all right, if this song made $10,000 in the last two years, then I'd be like, oh, I'll probably get $10,000 from them because we can expect that the song is going to make another $10,000 over the next two years kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's not quite as simple as that because, because okay. the, the, uh, and, and the other cool thing is that there's no there's no fee for applying or anything. So so if you're curious, there's there's no downside to just try seeing seeing what offer you can get. And the way the UI works is once you've uploaded all your data, uh, you just get a slider that shows like how much how much we can offer you, and you can just see like what is the range that that we could offer you. Uh, so right now we have a we have a maximum of fifty thousand dollars per artist and a maximum of ten thousand per track. Uh, just because we want diversification, we also we also do currently have a minimum of that we will uh, like a five thousand dollars minimum. So so you know that that does that that does uh, so that so that sort of artist earning between ten thousand and a hundred thousand a year uh, mm -hmm. over time we would definitely want to lower that, but but you know that's that's where we are right now. Um, so yeah, so it's, the reason it's not quite so simple as that is because. There's all sorts of things that factor into our calculations. So, for example, our, our, we, on our end, we would like to have a balanced portfolio. So, for example, if, 
if we have like a ton of rap music, say, in our portfolio, then you might, and you're, you know, you're a rapper, then we might offer you less because, you know, we don't want more. We don't even, we don't necessarily want even more rap music in our portfolio. But if you're like a country music star, we may be like, you know, not have much country music. So we may offer you more in that case because we we want to balance out the portfolio. Um, I think Why do you want to balance out the portfolio? Why is that important? uh, It has to to do with risk. Um, So, so what's, what's very important uh, for our, for investors Obviously, people, when people think about investing, they, they tend to think about what's the return. Like, you know, you, like, yep. re, like, you know people, people like to think about Bitcoin or Tesla stock recently, how it's like this massive return. But for like many investors, that's important. But the other thing that's important is the volatility. So the fact that the, the investment is, is predictable. Because if I know, if, if I'm a big investor and I know that I'm going to get like 5% guaranteed for the next four years, then I can... I can use that knowledge to, you know, basically rely on that money. And so that enables me to, to, to do all sorts of things. So, so that, so that, uh, that low, low variance, like not things not going up and down a lot is very valuable, uh, to the people that we get our money from. And Mm -hmm. so that's why we want that balanced portfolio because, you know, as you know, um, genres in the, become popular or less popular so you know rap music may be popular now but then in you know a year's time who knows maybe like some other uh, kind of music will take off mm. and you know that that could impact our portfolio but it, but if we have all sorts of music then one goes up then another one may go down but overall it stays fairly stable Real quick, I want to let you know about Two Lost. Two Lost is a new distribution company to the space. And let me tell you, I am very impressed with them. I, I got a full deep dive demo with the founder. And yeah, they're very innovative. And when you come into the distribution space at this stage with how crowded it is, you better be innovative. And they are. Yes, they will get your music out to Spotify, Apple Music, all the places, plus 450 other outlets around the world. They do not take a commission. This is why 300,000 artists and labels have already used them. They've already distributed 7 million songs. They offer payment splitting, and they don't charge your collaborators for this service, for the payment splitting. They will just pay your collaborators directly for free. They have publishing administration with BMG, so you know it's legit. A lot of distributors have have fallen into trouble with using some other uh, less than legit pub admin services. Well, two losses partnered with BMG, you know, it's legit. They offer instant royalty advances. Uh, This is something that's very cool. And if you have historical streaming data, and you need just a bulk payment up front, they can see how much your music has earned in the past. I'm like, all right, we think we know what you're going to earn in the next three years. Here's a check for 100 grand or whatever it will be. And you can just click a button and get that distributed and um, into your account immediately. They do lyrics and credits distribution for free. They have a very innovative analytics platform where, yes, you will see real-time analytics for Spotify, Apple Music, but also Pandora, Deezer, SoundCloud, and Peloton. They're the only ones that do Peloton. Uh, They also have a service where you can search the internet wherever your music is being used And it will just show you a chart of 
everywhere, every TikTok video, everywhere, every YouTube video, everywhere your music is possibly being used. I I've never seen this before. That was very cool. They'll register with Sound Exchange, and they have a fraud prevention tool, and they're doing fraud prevention. So if you're worried about your music, you know, getting a bot attack or something like that and getting ripped down, which we've seen is a big issue. Uh, they have fraud prevention tools that are better than most other distributors that I have seen. Check out Two Lost. You can just go to twolost.com. Use the promo code Ari's Take for three months free and try them out. Let them know what you think. That makes sense. Okay, okay. So it's about diversifying the portfolio, right. not just we want to l showcase a multitude of artists on our website, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's uh, we w what we're looking for. So, so we're not trying to like make a huge amount of money from each track. As I said, we're sort of targeting ten or fifteen percent is what our algorithm sort of strives for, mm. but equally as important okay. is is that we have like steady income as i said that's that's very attractive to to investors on on the sort of back end uh that 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 kind of steady income so so we would really like uh our and that and that's where we need that balancing of different genres and got it so so when you mentioned the slider earlier uh for uh when when an artist gets approved uh describe to me this this slider so so I, i'm and and what uh that looks like so it's kind of like you get more money if you want to give up a bigger percentage for a longer period of time is that kind of how it works basically yes uh so so for example uh you might see a slider that says you could get between 5,000 and 35,000, for example. And for $5,000, maybe you give up 10% of these four tracks or something like uh -huh. that for two years. And then for $35,000, you give up 40% of these 20 tracks or, or something like that. Got so, it. so again, the idea is it, it's up to the artist. Uh, you know, it depends how much money you want and, and that, and, and what kind of risk profile you're looking for. Because mm -hmm. as I said, you may want to just give up a small amount and roll the dice that you know I'm that I'm going to be super successful over the next two years, or you may want to like hedge hedge your bets and say, okay, I would like to get thirty thousand dollars now in the bank, certain, uh, so that I can you know definitely make those videos I want to make, and you know I'm happy to give up a larger a larger percentage for that. Again, fully up to the artist to decide their yeah, sort of okay. risk tolerance. That makes sense. So you keep uh, talking about investors. Um, right. I'm assuming uh, that your funding is coming from investors, like most startups. Yeah. So so they, so yeah. So to be to be clear, that yes. So there's there's two kinds of investors that we have. Uh, so so there's there's investors who are investing in the company who you know believe what we're doing as a company and think that we're going to be a successful company. And then there's other investors who. Uh, want exposure to music assets as a as an investment instrument, basically. So they they want to diversify their portfolios. Uh, mm. They don't, you know, it's like like investors, professional investors will put some money in the stock market, some money in real estate. Yep. The interesting thing that's occurred is that many investors now would like to put some money in in music assets, for example. To again, they're after a balanced portfolio because if you know if the real estate market tanks or the stock market tanks, uh, you know. Music and and we've actually seen this recently. Like when the stock market did tank, uh, music royalties they dipped a little bit. I think as people's commuting patterns changed, yep. but it, it stayed fairly flat. So so I think that's 
there's another class of investors who just very interested in music as a, as a as a sort of new asset class and you see you see like some uh, big funds like hypnosis uh is a is one of the big ones in they're actually based out of the uk and uh they they That's actually on the, firm? yeah so hypnosis, they're, they're actually okay. so they're they're actually buying um you know catalog from like high-end artists and they've raised millions of dollars on the london stock market to go out and buy you know part of prince's back catalog or something like that but again they're they're doing it by hand uh, they're not doing it in an automated way so that mm. pushes them towards the high end and but because we're every and that's something else i should have mentioned that the whole process uh, for an artist on our platform is all self-service you don't need to talk to anyone you you just come to our website upload the information go through all the closing steps and you, you don't need to speak to anyone. And we've had artists mm. come to our website, apply, get money, and they, ha- they haven't spoken to anyone. So, so it's, it's, a very, it's very egalitarian in that sense. It's open to everyone. You don't, you don't need to know someone or you huh. know, be recommended or be in, in the club to, sort of, yeah. uh, to get funding. You, you, I, you, anyone can apply. Right. I love that. I mean, I love that it is open to anyone. Uh, That is one of the biggest challenges and struggles for artists in the music industry just in general is that a lack of connections. And so, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, if they could only get connected to the right people, uh, you know, then they could get help with the various aspects of their career and that, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Whereas, so not only is it I love that they don't actually have to know anybody that you are anybody can apply. That's fantastic. Right. Um and it's also it seems very scalable on your yeah. end. Uh because it's like like you mentioned um uh the the company out of the uh UK going after Prince's back catalog. Um hypnosis, now, yeah. Hypnosis. They uh, <laughs> that seems like I can. I, I'm just picturing the, the how those meetings work. Like you know, I mean, if Prince were alive, there's no way that he'd be selling anything. No one would touch anything of his work. But um, <laughs> but just like you know, the whining and the dining of the estate right. and who's running this and you got to do this. We're gonna fly out there and blah 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 blah. And it's right. like yeah, you can. And then once you like then you get part of the the catalog then it's like all right well now how are we now we have the work of actually exploiting that and monetizing it how are we going to and so it's, you know right. it's a very different process and business model and um whereas like this seems a lot not just scalable but this seems uh that it would work in a um it it, it just seems like better long term strategy because uh it there's not as much uh, costs to do what you need to do. Uh, and if you get enough artists on board, uh, I can definitely see how it, it can scale in a way that would make everybody money um, and, and that the business model seems to work. The other thing that I like from an artist perspective personally is that let's say – you know, let's say you go under next year. Let's say you lose all your investors and Bye Bye Music right. Fund sucks, right. but let's just say that happens. No fault to the artist. Like, the artist doesn't lose anything. They already got their money, right? right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, that's what I – so when yeah, I look at, like, distri- yeah, like, I interview all the distributors out there and stuff like that. And, like, you know, there's new distri- distribution companies that pop up every day uh, right. with various business models and this and that. And if they go under, which some of them do go under, um, yeah. it, the artist is is uh, left with their 
you know, pants by their ankles because they're like, well, what do I do now? Like, I, I can't even get my music down from the distributor, uh, from the right. DSPs. And like, I've heard horror stories of artists, uh, like the DSPs, like Spotify and Apple Music are trying to pay the artists, but the, because the distributor has gone under, that connection is lost and the music right. is still up. And so they're making money, but the artist is not receiving that money because the distributor is is you know the entity between the right. streaming service and the artist and now they're gone so it's like you're not controlling distribution people can use the distributor so i um right and they use their own distributor you are just uh on that distributor as a collaborator as somebody right. that the distributor will pay directly and so it's it seems fairly streamlined so um yeah i mean like I guess what I'm curious is is uh, you know I, I would imagine it's not an endless pit of money that you're working with, um, and so it seems very scalable. But are you guys actively going out and seeking investors um, to to expand that pool of money? And and like, are you public about how much money you have on hand to give out to artists in in advances? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, our, uh, it's, 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 yeah, from our point of view, there's, there's somewhat of an interesting balancing act between like, uh, the amount of artists we have coming in and the amount of money we have, we have to give out. And obviously, if we have too many artists coming in and we didn't have enough money, that would be bad. And it's also bad if we, if we don't have enough artists. So, so that, that's, that's, that's the challenge on our end. But that, you know, that just comes with the territory of, of starting, a, starting a new company. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we have, uh, investors, currently uh such that we have about five or ten million that 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 we have access to so okay. that's 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 like a you know a very good start and i think it's only going to get easier for us because the nice thing now is that we i think the the first deal we made was like about a year ago so we do we do have some like data and track record now that we that we can show to investors to show that cool. this does work cool. uh, and as we scale up it only gets easier for us because as I sort of hinted at earlier, there's there is a big appetite right now for for you know investors to have exposure to this asset class of of, of music. Uh, and there was a a few years ago there was a there was an interesting article about how British Rail Pension Fund was like suddenly super interested in in uh, they're they're not one of our investors I should be clear but but it's just interesting to show like. You, people you wouldn't imagine uh being interested in in music royalties like uh sure. you know there's, there's just there's there's a lot of interest out there obviously we're too small currently for those kind of like giant institutional investors but but the hope is that as we scale up and, and get larger we will get on their radar and then we'll have access to even more money and then the good thing about that is that you know we can scale up and the other nice thing is that as we scale up we can actually we can actually even like offer better and better deals because we, as we, it's, it's kind of like insurance. You can think of it mm. as insurance. Like as you spread the risk over a larger pool of people, mm -hmm. uh, you can offer just better and better deals. So, so, you, so you, you can sort of think about it like, and, and to some extent as an artist, you can think about it a little bit that way. Cause it's kind of like, I'm, I'm sort of locked in that money uh, and I'm not taking the risk as I sort of alluded to earlier. Like I've, I can mm -hmm. sell 10% and get that money now. So I don't have to worry about, you know, is it going to make money or not? Got it. So, so theoretically, um, as this, as you grow as a company, 
um, artists who want $100,000 can come in and potentially you may offer those deals in the future. Artists may want a million dollars and who knows, maybe this becomes the new model where people are able to find their funding here and stay independent. Um, Right. You know, we we're starting to see success stories every day of artists reaching those kinds of heights where they're making a few million dollars a year on streaming completely independently, but it's over the course of a year. And maybe they need an influx of cash today for a project they're working on. And if they have the history that could that could work. So I exactly. Yeah, that's that's the plan. I think, you know, we've 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 sort of internally we've joked about, you know, some famous artist just, you know, they want to buy a a new car or a Lamborghini or something and they they just log on to the music fund. And, you know, a few hours (laughs) later, they they have like five hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is that they need. But, yeah, that's that's in the future currently. But, you know, why not? Uh, Yeah. Why not? I love that. I love that. Um, awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and, and sharing, uh, the insight about the music fund. You know, I, um, it's, it's such, uh, an innovative model and I love seeing any kind of innovation in the music industry. And, um, when especially disruptive innovation like this and ways that, you know, companies can empower and enable artists, uh, to run their own careers successfully. And I think uh, so far you're doing a great job. Uh, the artists that I've spoken to have only had positive things to say about the Music Fund. Um, so all the best with everything. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to checking in with you on how it's going in the future. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, thanks for inviting me on. I, I enjoyed it. is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. Check out districtkid.com.